Let me welcome you this morning to our morning devotions here at Stevenson High Kirk in North Ayrshire. As we begin a new year, we do give thanks to God for you all. We're also very grateful to have Bracken, Lindsay and the Kirkland family from North Carolina as they lead us in our praise this morning. Well, due to technical issues in the church a couple of weeks ago, we were unable to upload part of our sermon series on Matthew and therefore we have an audio version available this morning. Well, as we give thanks to God for a new year, let's worship together as we sing before the throne of God above. To look on him and pardon 
Christ my Savior and my God, my Savior, my Let's we unite our hearts now in prayer. I would like to lead us in a prayer taken from the Valley of Vision. This is a collection of Puritan prayers. And then we're going to share in the Lord's Prayer. So let's pray together. Lord, high and holy, meek and lowly, thou hast brought me to the Valley of Vision, where I live in the depths but see thee in the heights. Hemmed in by mountains of sin I behold thy glory. Let me learn by paradox that the way down is the way up, that to be low is to be high, that the broken heart is the healed heart, that the contrite spirit is the rejoicing spirit, that the repenting soul is a victorious soul, that to have nothing is to possess all, that to bear the cross is to wear the crown, that to give is to receive, that the valley is the place of vision. Lord, In the daytime, stars can be seen from the deepest wells, and the deeper the wells, the brighter thy stars shine. Let me find thy light in my darkness, thy life in my death, thy joy in my sorrow, thy grace in my sin, thy riches in my poverty, thy glory in my valley. Lord, as we pray in your sweet name, We now join our hearts as we share in the Lord's Prayer, praying together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we're now going to take our Bible reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, and there from verse 13 to 23. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realised that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. 
for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets. He will be called a Nazarene. Amen. And may the Lord bless us with the reading of his precious word. Well, let's worship together as we sing in this beautiful hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus.
Well, let's return to Matthew's Gospel in chapter 2. And this morning we're continuing in our series there from verse 13 through to the end of chapter 2. Well, Christmas has now passed. The Magi came to the home there in Bethlehem, not the stable. It was some time after we know where the Magi came to a home in Bethlehem where Jesus was and the family. Now, we're not sure if it was months after the birth of Jesus or even up to two years. It could have been. But we know that soon after they had visited Jesus, God warned them in a dream to return, but to go on a different route than the one they came. Isn't it amazing that when we meet Christ, oh, he changes the whole direction of our life. And he did for these wise men too. We don't know how many, but we believe that there were crowds who came to worship at that occasion. Many coming there from the east, and oh, when they met with Christ, their whole world had changed. The direction of their life had changed. Oh, you can never be the same after meeting Jesus. You have to walk in a different direction. But now we notice in verse 13 that it wasn't just the Magi that were warned in a dream to leave, but it was also Joseph. Here Joseph has been warned, leave, go to Egypt, bring your child and the mother. And so here we see Jesus, a refugee, fleeing with his family because of a threat to his life. Well, for many, this is a present reality. The scriptures reveal that Jesus wasn't just a refugee, but he is also our place of refuge. Well, Matthew wants us to know, yes, he's the sacrificial son of Abraham. He's the sovereign son of David. He's a greater than Moses. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He is the friend of sinners and refugees. And so they stayed, we're told, in Egypt until Herod died, and then they returned to Nazareth. Well, I want you to notice, here we find Jesus in the place of bondage. In the Bible, Egypt was often symbolised as the world, the place of bondage, the place of sin. And therefore, Jesus, a greater than Moses, is now seen as the son called out of Egypt to save and deliver his people. Yes, Matthew wants us to see that here is Jesus. He is greater than Moses. Matthew brings everything together in Christ. The genealogy, the miraculous birth, the star, the magi coming from the east. Now Jesus going into Egypt and then returning to Nazareth. For Matthew, all things come together in Christ. Oh, he gets it. All this, Matthew says, happened according to the scriptures. All the prophecies are being fulfilled in Christ. Jesus is the promised Messiah. He's the prophet, the priest and king of kings. And he will deliver his people from their sins, from the place of bondage. He will be the son come out of Egypt. His name will be Yeshua, God my salvation. Well, here Matthew sees Christ, our mighty deliverer, coming out of the place of bondage. But he also sees Herod the destroyer now in the place of death. 
In Revelation 12, we see a vision of Satan, the dragon of old, waiting for a child to be born. And when the promised child is born, it is taken into the place of safety. And so we see in Revelation 12 how now the dragon makes war on the woman and her offspring. Oh, all through scripture, we see the dragon waiting for the child, the promised Messiah to come. Do you remember Cain killing Abel? Pharaoh killing the baby boys? Athaliah, the daughter of Jezebel, wanting to kill the royal messianic line? Do you remember in the book of Esther, Haman trying to annihilate the Jewish race? And now here we find Herod looking to kill the child who is to be born king of the Jews. Oh, can you see behind it all, Satan himself trying to kill the child, waiting upon the child to be born. And so here Herod now looks and searches for the child to have him killed and destroyed. Well, we're told that Jesus came. Yes, he came to save us, to deliver us, to redeem us, to forgive us. He came to be born for us, to live for us. And yes, he came to die for us and to be raised for us. But the Bible also tells us that he also came to destroy the works of the devil. And to destroy the works of the devil, we know that he had to enter into the place of death. And not just Calvary. Yes, Calvary we know is that place of death, the place where Jesus died. But also Bethlehem, the place of his birth, was also known as the place of death. We often think of Bethlehem so romantically, don't we? We think of Naomi, we think of Ruth and Boaz. And yes, we think of the birth of Jesus. But Bethlehem was not always so romanticised. It was regarded for much of Israel's history as the place of death. And not just because of Herod's killing of the innocent babies. No, the place of death. This was where Jacob's wife Rachel died in childbirth in Bethlehem. Before she died, she named her child Benoni, son of my sorrow. But Jacob renamed him Benjamin, Benjamin, son of my right hand. Well, in Isaiah, we're told that Jesus would be a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And also in the book of Acts and in Hebrews too, Jesus is called the son of God's right hand. Well, Jacob went on to put a pillar to mark Rachel's grave there near Bethlehem. And it is here in Bethlehem where Herod now goes on his rampage, killing the innocent babies. Jesus, the light of the world, enters the place of death. Well, it wasn't just the place of death. Bethlehem was also known as the place of deep sorrow. 600 years before Christ's birth, Jeremiah prophesied, A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted, because her children are no more. Well, as Jacob wept over the death of his wife Rachel, here Jeremiah prophetically sees Rachel weeping over her children, Israel. For Rachel was the mother to Joseph and the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, 
ancestor there to the northern tribe of Israel, who had been taken into captivity to Assyria. Well, when the kingdom is divided, Benjamin joined Judah. And so Judah were now being taken into exile to Babylon. Well, before they were taken into Babylon, they were gathered there at Ramah, on the border between Judah and Israel, near Bethlehem. And so here we see the picture of Rachel weeping, representing the grief of Israel over what it had lost. Well, Israel had given up hope, yet God promised to bless and restore his people. And so Jeremiah reminds us that Bethlehem would not just be a place of sorrow, but it would be a place of hope. For Jeremiah declares, Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, so there is hope for your future, declares the Lord. Well, there, amidst the darkness and the death, there in Bethlehem, we still find a place of hope. Well, I like how Luke in his Gospel brings us, yes, to a dark hillside, there in Bethlehem. But yet he has the star lighting up the dark sky. Oh, something was different in Bethlehem. It was no longer the place of death, the place of despair, the place of darkness. No angels appear to the shepherds. And so the shepherds who would have tended the sacrificial lambs for the temple, oh, how they would have been tired and weary. But here their hearts are racing. The angel tells them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Yes, a child is born, a son is given, the government shall be on his shoulders. He shall be wonderful, counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is Jesus, he is the Christ, the one who will come to save you from your sins. He will restore you, he will forgive you, he will abide with you. He is Emmanuel, God with us. That place of death and weeping had turned to the place of hope. God would be born in Bethlehem. In the midst of the darkness, in the midst of tears, the light of the world would come. Yes, Christ, the light of the world, he came into deep darkness and he would transform that place. Well, when the shepherds met with Christ and worshipped him, we're told that they returned, praising and rejoicing and glorifying God. And here in Matthew's Gospel, we're told that when the wise men encounter Christ, the direction of their lives are changed forever, for they departed into their own country another way. Oh, receiving Christ changes the direction of our lives. We can't walk in the same way ever again. Well, for Matthew, encountering Christ is life itself. He is our only hope. He is our son of Abraham. He is our son of David. He is greater than Moses. He is Emmanuel, Yeshua, the one who will save us from our sins. For Matthew, all the scriptures come together in Christ, that it might be fulfilled. Yes, Jesus' birth, Herod's killing, Rachel's weeping, and out of Egypt, Have I called my son? He shall be a Nazarene. Yes, all these scriptures are fulfilled in Christ, our hope. 
Well, the psalmist declares, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so, yes, we see Eve weeping for Abel, Rachel weeping for Israel. As Jesus goes into hiding in Egypt, we see Bethlehem weeping for their loss. But, oh, Christ will return, a greater than Moses, one who will deliver his people. In the place of death and sorrow, Jesus brings hope. Yes, there was weeping at the cross, but joy comes on resurrection morning. At the moment, you may know the place of tears and weeping, but Christ is coming again into this dark world, and on that day every tear shall be wiped away. Oh, whatever place you are in this morning, maybe a place of sorrow, a place of loneliness, a place of discouragement. It may be that you've lost a loved one and know the place of death. Over this Christmas season, we are reminded again that Jesus, our Emmanuel, is with us, God with us. Oh, will you invite Christ into your heart and home this day, into the place of loneliness and emptiness, the place of weeping, Oh, may the light of his love and the joy of his presence fill you and overwhelm you. Oh, I do pray that you will all experience a blessed and hope-filled new year with Christ. Oh, may the Lord bless you. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring love. Where there is wrong, let me bring forgiveness. Where there is discord, let me bring harmony. Where there is error, let me bring truth. Where there is doubt, let me bring faith. Where there is despair, let me bring your hope. Where there are shadows, let me bring light. Where there is sadness, let me bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek, rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. We sing in our closing hymn, He is exalted and I exalt thee.
lifted on high And I will praise Him He is exalted forever Exalted and I will praise His name He is the Lord Forever His truth shall reign Heaven and earth Rejoice in The King is exalted on high And I will praise Him He is exalted forever Exalted and I
And so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship, comfort and power of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. Amen.